Welcome to ReCommerce, a podcast for e-commerce wearable brands navigating technical complexity and change. Brought to you by Command-C. Hi there, everybody. This is Nicole from Command-C, and I'm here with Sarah Bacon, the founder of Command-C. Hey, Nicole. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. It's good to be here. I'm excited that we're going to talk about how to prepare your e-commerce business for the holiday season. It is almost here. It is almost here. And I'm excited to talk about it, too. We've had a lot of years of experience in uh, (laughs) holiday season madness. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I actually think that that kind of just leads right into maybe the most important aspect of this topic, which is planning, right? You know, um, one of the the things that I see way too often is is like the last minute scramble, right? It's Mm kind of parallels the like, oh, crap, I didn't get my child a a gift (laughs) if you're that kind of parent Um, (laughs) but yeah it's it's the last minute scramble and and um how can somebody avoid that the the real answer nicole is to start planning in q1 and I know that that's going to make some people's jaws drop, <laughs> but <laughs> making it manageable is the key to success here. And in Q1, you're closest to what happened in the holiday season last year, if you're like many businesses. But I will say that um, this formula and what we're going to talk about today applies to businesses who's, you know, it's really about like when your busy season is, right? The the goal is, like, you know, we have some clients whose busy season is Valentine's Day or Mother's Day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Back to that's, school. Sure. Yeah, that's that's kind of arbitrary. But, but the point is to start planning immediately after your busy season. The lessons learned from the season before are freshest in your mind then. Um, the data is is easily accessible then. And um, really, it's kind of coming up with a quarterly plan of, you know, what worked, what didn't work last season, what are our goals for the upcoming season, and how and when do we need to implement the steps to you know, set us up for success in achieving those goals in the best possible way. I think that's such a great point. You know, you come off of the the high season, the busy season, and even though you might be a little frazzled on the other side of it, you know, you have all that data, all that experience that you just went through fresh in your mind. And it also really makes me think about laying the groundwork for your KPIs going into the, the, you know, whatever that next busy season is, be it a year away. Um, But that's, you know, that's the time really to take a look at, you know, what was your conversion rate? What was your cart abandonment rate? Um, You know, sales volume, traffic volume, all of that kind of thing, like really just pinpointing a moment in time when you can establish what all those numbers are. So then you have those numbers to compare with next year when you're in your busy season. And you can once again, see what worked and what didn't, but hopefully you're seeing some growth in those numbers. 
Absolutely. And like preceding that is to make sure that, you know, you have the right analytics in place to enable you to collect those KPIs. I mean, um, making sure, you know, Google Tag Manager is in place and all your other, you know, Google Analytics and any other third parties Mm -hmm. that you're using are, you know, not only set up correctly, but set up to record the, the data that's important for your business. So, you know, reflecting on the year before, that's one of the first questions to ask is, are we collecting everything that we need to collect to get the most meaningful data for our business? And if not, that's a great item to, you know, put into your backlog. I know we talk about backlogs all the time, but really it's it's having this kind of... <sighs> Uh, list of like it's a it's a wish list right and then constantly prioritizing and reprioritizing what needs to be addressed next um, really puts you in a, a position to kind of capitalize on forward momentum I think that's a great point but you know it, it brings a question to mind though like what happens if you get those numbers in place and but yet you still don't exactly know what you want to do next with your site. Um, like, are there ways of kind of testing things out or running things that maybe um, could help, an, you know, an e-commerce business kind of make some decisions about how they want to go forward? Yeah, what you're asking about is is really interesting. So um, it, it goes back to our challenge equilibrium growth model. And you know, challenge and equilibrium are marked by sort of knowing the pain points of your current site, right? Like there, if you know, you know, maybe it's customer complaints or, um, you know, you're just very keenly aware of not what's not working on the site, then those are always, you know, high priority items to address. Um, It's really sort of when you, you get to the state of, of, not knowing what's not working on your site that you start to move into equilibrium and and growth. That said, um, it's never too early to implement some guerrilla user testing strategies, right? So um, user testing, split testing, like these are big categories that there are lots of different ways to go about them. Um, There are very specific points in a business's growth cycle when things like A-B testing start to make sense. But guerrilla user testing, and I'll explain what I mean by this in a moment, is something you can literally do and should be doing any and all the time. And, And really, all I mean by that is like, Gather up five different folks that you know who are not familiar with your site. Like this could be your parents' best friends and three friends from college. (laughs) Right. Articulate the top five key actions that you would want a user to take who's visiting your site and ask them to take those actions and then document and provide their feedback on what that experience was like for them. I see time and time again, like as folks who are working on the site or if it's, you know, you're the merchant and it's your website, we're so close to these things that when we bring in someone who doesn't have any experience with the site just to play around with it, like these incredible insights Mm -hmm. get eliminated that, um, 
you know, everyone else just thought worked seamlessly. So that's something you can do anytime. And I really encourage merchants, you know, especially in advance of this time of year that you want to capitalize on every opportunity that you have, because chances are you have more traffic. Um, People are people coming to you. Yep are increased. Mm -hmm. So like set yourself up for maximum success. I love that. I love that. And so, okay. So what we then have determined is retailers setting their KPIs, you know, having their analytics in place, knowing where they want to go, doing some guerrilla user testing to work out any kinks, kind of get an outsider view of, you know, how the site could be optimized. With that in mind, at what point should a retailer bring in their development team? Well, I would say meet with all your vendors early in the year um, and loop them into your plan, right? Like if you're planning a a site migration this year, like you need to (laughs) meet with your third-party vendors early, right? And that could be you know, your design team, your marketing team, whatever, whatever your plan is, like loop your collaborators in sooner rather than later so that they can give you feedback on what their availability is. In our world, it's not only our our clients busy season, but it's also our busy season. So us having advanced notice of what our clients are planning to do for the year enables us to help them plan strategically and, you know, strategize. It's not just about building, you know, having the time to build in new features, but it's often, you know, you don't want to make a major change right in advance of the holidays. You want to make a major change when you have time to test before you're jeopardizing this super important time of year. Um, And then, you know, the other piece of that is ensuring that you have the support that you need when the time comes to pass, right? So one of the services that we offer is emergency support. We beef that up during the holiday season and um, offer some some different options for for clients because we really want to be there to support them um, and, and make sure that there isn't something catastrophic happening that they can't get addressed during this time. You're listening to ReCommerce, a podcast for e-commerce wearable brands navigating technical complexity and change. Brought to you by Command-C, a development team that saves e-commerce retailers from outdated tech and ineffective operations, with a strong focus on Magento and Shopify+. Plus. You can learn more about how we help at commandc.com. All right. So we're getting close to the holidays. Retailers know that their site load is going to increase. There's going to be more traffic coming um, to their sites. So can you tell me a little bit about what they can do to prepare for that? First and foremost, you want to make sure that your server is optimized to handle not only the increased load, but spikes, right? So um, drastic, you know, and this can apply to kind of the kind of consistent increased load, but also, um, you know, we work with lots of clients who know that they have a press release coming out and and it's just going to be an immediate impact um, of, of high volume to their site. 
So communicating with whomever is hosting your site, even if it's a hosted platform like Big Commerce or Shopify, it doesn't hurt to communicate with your contact at, you know, that platform to let them know um, that you're expecting additional traffic, especially in the case of like a traffic spike, right? Mm-hmm. So um but if if you're an open source software like Magento and you know you're responsible for your server environment it is absolutely imperative that you communicate with your team well in advance of the holiday season or something like a press release to ensure that your site has the resources it needs mm-hmm. um This is also a really great arena to reflect on previous years analytics because you know, there's, there isn't an exact science to hosting because you don't ever know exactly how much traffic you're going to get. But previous years can provide helpful analytics and benchmarks as to what we might expect mm-hmm. um, and, and help inform how to, you know, start preparations. I think that's a great point. And in thinking about things that we might expect, you know, um, I was reading the other day that last year, um, 66% of e-commerce site traffic came from mobile devices. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty wild. And that, um, so they're thinking that, you know, their predictions are out there that um, purchases on sites, over half of purchases in 2019 will be from mobile devices. So mm-hmm. when we're thinking about, you know, optimizing everything to just get ready for your busy season, be it the holidays or another time, but, you know, get ready, mobile is a huge component of that. Oh, yeah, massive. And it's like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm internally laughing a little bit because there was a period in time where we just said, "Oh, people are just browsing on mobile, but they'll eventually buy on desktop." Mm-hmm. Desktop, like gone are those days, right? Yep. Like if you are, and and again, this does not apply to every single business out there, but the vast majority of businesses, especially in the wearable space, yep. if you're not like super considering your mobile experience, there is a a huge missed opportunity there. Yep. I agree. And also I think mobile payments like Apple Pay and things like that, where you're just given a quick two clicks and it's in your, you know, it's on the way to you. Like that kind of thing has made the mobile conversion so much, so much better. It has. And, you know, a big topic of conversation this year are progressive web apps. So um, progressive web apps being mobile experiences that are still web-based experiences. So they're not specific apps that that the user has to download, but an experience that is designed specifically for mobile. So it differs from a responsive experience in that it's not just your site sort of stacking to fit a different um, screen dimension. It's actually a web-based site that is different from your desktop experience because browsing on mobile is totally different. different. We there's, Yeah, there's been a huge uptick in that this year. And I think that that will only continue to increase. I agree. I agree. Well, cool. Well, you know, another big trend that we're seeing for holiday 2019 is the old buy it online, pick it up in store. 
Mm -hmm. Um, that's something, and you know, this is a good time to make note, you know, the holiday season in between Thanksgiving and Christmas is actually six days shorter in 2019 than it was in 2018. We had 32 Mm -hmm. days. Uh, We had an earlier Thanksgiving last year. We had 32 days in between those two holidays. This year we have 26. So, you know, particularly this, um, bop us, you know, buy online, pick it up on store, pick it up in store. Um, you know, that's um, going to be really something that those last minute shoppers, I have a feeling Christmas is really going to sneak up on a lot of people. So if you have the ability to offer that service, that's going to be a really good one to be able to do. Yeah, it's also something that younger generations, I think, have come to expect. And it's a way for smaller merchants to offer some competition to the the big box stores like, you know, Best Buy, Target, whatever, who are already, you know, doing this. And that's just sort of an expected feature for them. So um, if you do have a brick and mortar store, um, you know, that's a that's a really great feature to investigate with your team. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then that also makes me just think about customer service in general. You know, yeah. I was reading a piece on the Shopify blog the other day, how um, customer service in- inquiries increase by 65% over the holiday season. So, you know, that we're talking about a flood of traffic, we're talking about, you know, so a flood of customer service inquiries as well. Um, And I think, you know, to look at that, you're really taking a look at like, okay, do you want to implement like live chat? Or is that going to be phone or, you know, but, uh, or if you're on Shopify Plus, for example, that can be something that you automate, like you create auto responses to the top three um, most frequently asked questions, for example, like you can set all that kind of thing up beforehand. But what's important is that you do just really make a game plan for that surge in inquiries that you're going to be getting. Yeah. And I think that, you know, your specific strategy is based on what makes sense for your business. But again, going, you know, looking at this younger generation um, who are doing all of the, you know, who are really the the bulk of online shoppers, they are, you know, they, first of all, they want to chat before they want to pick up the phone. And, um, you know, that's really something, even if it's not something you can support throughout the remainder of the year, even, you know, if you can just add that feature for for your busy season, that can make a huge difference. Absolutely. And I think just on a final note, you know, the things we're talking about as far as adding customer service support, um, you know, a, a lot of retailers experience that it's a lot more expensive to buy ads, um, advertising during the busy holiday weeks. And so, Yes, you're getting more business, but you're also probably spending more to serve that business. And I think a really nice response for that is to to give some solid attention to how you can increase your average order value. Um, you know, you're going to have people's attention. So like, what can you do to facilitate mm-hmm. that they're adding more to their cart while they're on your site? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, things like that, we you know, think about like, what's your spending threshold for free shipping? You know, Mm -hmm. and again, going back to the KPIs, okay, what was your average order value for the holidays 2018? You know, Mm -hmm. taking that number and then just as a rule of thumb and 
every merchant needs to work this out in their own way. But as a general guideline, you know, I've read that 30% addition to an average order value is a good call for offering free shipping. Um, So if it's $50 was your average order value. Well, then, you know, okay, get you start promoting free shipping at orders um, $65 or more because that's 30% more. Mm -hmm. And that then they're adding more and they're able to cover, you're able to cover the cost of free shipping. So, so that's a good plan too. Yeah, it's just like the the adage of it's um, less expensive to convert a current customer than it is to acquire a new one. So I, I appreciate that point. Um, I think all these points are are you know really the foundation to to setting yourself up for success through this sometimes crazy time of year. All right, Nicole. Well, this has been fruitful. Thank you for your time. You today. too. You too. Always good to chat. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you join us again for another episode of Recommerce. commerce